Now, there isn't a day that goes by where we don't hear or see a news headline that highlights the growing concern for our environment, including, of course, the health of our oceans. Well, my movers and shakers on the show today are actively doing something about it. Let me introduce Carrie Chan, co-founder and chief executive of Avant Meats, and Dr. Mario Chin, um, who's the co-founder and chief scientific officer at Avant Meats. Their motto is gratify without sacrifice. And Avant Meats is one of Hong Kong's first cell cultured protein companies. And they are on a mission to make high quality fish and seafood products without sacrificing our oceans. And they're here to tell me all about their grand baking work in the studio at the moment. Now, let me, they are on Facebook Live. So Sandy Osmani on Radio 3 RTHK, you can see them and they're sitting here in the studio good afternoon to you both good afternoon, good afternoon. Sadia. thank you very much for coming in today now it's quite a, an exciting area this um you know cell protein and but i suppose before we even go there maybe you can just give us a little bit of an idea perhaps carrie you can tell me you know we're in a in an age where alternative proteins are very much the thing that people are looking into them. Tell me what's happening on the landscape. Well, well, thank you so much, Sadia, for having us today. It's really so, so exciting to be here and grateful here. And you bring us, you know, uh, the alternative protein is really the new emerging trend in the technology and innovations. Think about mm. fintech and blockchain, maybe 10 or even 20 years ago, mm. really, really at the beginning of the whole development. Um, what exactly it is, uh, alternative protein means basically meat product or animal protein that is not procured through the conventional rate by either raising or catching animal. It could be land animals, it could be, you know, you know, seafood from the sea. Mm -hmm. So alternative means that we are not using that as the conventional source, we use other way to get our protein. So to break it down, there are actually two mainstream now. There are one is plant-based, which basically use plant ingredient like peas, protein, and you know, vegetables, mushroom to actually produce um, and in terms of food mm -hmm. to provide a protein source for animal uh, for, for people to consume mm -hmm. and um, that is the plant base and there's another new technology in developing which is what we're doing using regenerative medicine as um, Sadia mentioned using working with cells from actually the animal cell that we can actually uh, cultivate and incubate um, using that in a very clean and controlled environment and so that we can produce the exact the same protein as we get from the animal in our the meats that we consume so they are basically identical um, biochemistry uh, biochemically uh, speaking so um, that is the concept mm. the concept actually started more than 50 years ago when Winston Churchill maybe someone already mm -hmm. already quoted that you know mm -hmm. uh, we probably at one day will skip the absurdity of producing the whole chicken for the fake for the sake of only eating chicken wings or the <laughs> chicken thigh, etc. Just produce the actual piece of e what exactly. we want. Exactly. And their animal are really the middleman in the whole process. Like the animal uh, eat the plants like cows, they eat the grass and then digest it in the digestive system and then they grow muscle. In return, we eat them, we eat the meat. In the, in the process, a lot of energy and resources are lost. Like mm -hmm. the animal, they are not born to become our meat. So they move around, they use a, a lot of energy. So the conversion and efficiency is really low. Uh, a lot of the uh, food crops like produce um, are actually used to feed the animal instead of directly feeding human. So there's lots of resources being used just to produce that meat, that 
big demand for meat that we have. Right, and a lot of it really lost in the system. Mm-hmm. Like the animal will use the energy to run around. They produce a lot of you know waste, mm-hmm. and then that is what you have uh, highlighted at the beginning is has a lot of environmental impact. Sure. And with the glowing population around the world, this system is not efficient enough to cater for the population the need in the in the new future. Actually, so that's why this come out as a you know, technology trend. Okay. Now, um, you know, for anyone listening to this, it's we can we can understand the plant base that you get. You know, pro, you know, peas, protein, soy, etc., and then you make the products up to to that. So, if you, Doctor Mario, you because you can do the science bit here. If you know, for somebody who's not particularly clued up about how this works, can you explain simply what exactly it is that you do then to produce this mm-hmm. this this meat that comes out of it, which is clean meat? Okay. So I brought. With myself, uh, <laughs> illustration. Okay. Perhaps, uh, everybody, if you can see on Facebook. Okay. So the idea is very uh, similar to hydroponics. Uh-huh. So basically, for hydroponics, we are uh, cutting a small part of the plant and right. then grow the parts in a con- in a controlled environment, uh-huh. provide them with nutrients, and then we will get the final plant product. So similarly, what we are doing with uh, the idea of cultivated meats is that. Uh, we can get cells from, for example, from cows or from fish, right. and then we isolate this type of these cells, and then put it into a controlled environment also, and also provide them with uh, uh, nutrients in a sterile environment, so that they will grow into a, a large uh, protein mass, for example. Okay. And with that uh, protein, then we can use it to make uh, meat. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's kind of incubating those cells. Um, just like you would with plants where you get the seeds and you grow right. them. Now, it sounds kind of reasonably straightforward, mm-hmm. as you've mentioned, but um, but it is what kind of a time factor are we looking at? Like, mm-hmm. for instance, obviously with plants, we can have some sort of a degree of knowledge about, okay, a seed would take a, a mm-hmm. certain number of weeks to grow, etc. But, I mean, how does this work? So once you, for instance... You get your cells from the cow, for instance, and you want to make a good piece of sirloin mm-hmm. beef or whatever. Right. Now, what do you do then and how long does it take then mm-hmm. for that to start growing? And, you know, mm-hmm. what time factors okay. are we talking about? So at? there are two steps uh, to carry out this process. So first of all, you have to isolate the cells from, mm-hmm. the, from, the, from the animal. And in order to make the cells so that they will produce the protein mass for us, we need to um, make it uh, replicate uh, uh, for a long time. Mm-hmm. So what we are trying to do is to make a cell line, which is kind of like a seed, so that we can uh, store the seed in the freezer. And then when we need to produce the protein mass, we can get it from the freezer and then grow it. So mm-hmm. the time to uh, generate this cell line seed, um, it took around, took, took around uh, four to six months to complete the process. And four to six months? Yes. Okay. But once you have the seed, then you can just take it out of the freezer and then grow in the nutri- uh, nutritional medium. Mm-hmm. And for our prototype product, for most product, um, it took us around uh, one to two weeks okay. from the seed to the final product. Okay. And are there particular circumstances in terms of the environment that that's grown in? You need like quite a lot of space in the lab or what sort of conditions do you need in a lab? So what you are looking at is uh, something that... Um, for the size, like the size of a refrigerator, can produce you a very uh, sizable amount of the protein. 
Okay. So it will definitely be fit into this uh, uh, typical uh, um, 500 square feet uh, room. Okay. So, so obviously mm-hmm. at this stage, because you're doing very much of the research and development on these products, yeah. um, you know, you're doing it on a small scale right mm-hmm. now, but this is all very scalable in the future. If this all works really well, mm-hmm. then you can see that you might have great big sort of manufacturing units which are just constantly producing this meat, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, would that be much more environmentally friendly then in terms of the space and the resources you use compared to having lots of cows in a field? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's part of the idea of the cultivated meat industry is that uh, we don't, we basically, as Kerry has said, uh, we cut out the middleman so mm. that uh, all the energy, all the nutrient that we put in can be directly fed to the cells so that they can use all the nutrient and energy to produce the protein mass that we need. Okay. And also the um, the the, the, the the chamber, for example, the, uh, uh, to grow the cells, is uh, highly controlled. It's sterile, so um, it produces a uh, uh, very uh, little impact to the environment as compared to, for example, uh, if we are uh, raising a cow, there will be a, a waste and a greenhouse gas uh, emitting. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back a little bit. We're going to come back to the meat and what it's like, things like that. Um, but, Carrie, I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. What you started, both of you are founders of Avant Meats. How did this all start for you? Because I know your background, you were in property development and <laughs> you were, you know, you were out there doing something right. totally different. So, right. so when did this idea come into your mind? Right, right. I think the seed was planted in my mind when I was in secondary school. Mm-hmm. So there are NGO who came to the school to talk about um, the, the food that is produced in a lot of these emerging countries like, uh, like in, in, in Africa, exactly. And people are still starving. And then one of the reasons is that the food is not used in a very efficient way. A lot of these crops, like corns, etc., are produced one third um, more than that is actually fed to the uh, to the animal. Actually, the same amount of food can use to feed um, a lot of starving people. So that is planted in my mind. Although I didn't take any action, and then um, and throughout this year, I have been getting more um, educated information that flow to me, telling me that our food chain, where we get our food, has a lot of impact on the environment. So I pay more attention to it. I I turn like vegan um, four and a half years ago. And because I realized that uh, what we choose to eat, uh, we are actually voting for the the conventional system or we're voting for helping the environment. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is the that is the motivation of and then I realized that um, it is not very realistic to expect that you know there will be large number of majority people who will give up on meat because well let's face it we like to eat meat and the flavor and the custom and and the tradition is always there it's not going to away go away soon so when I come across this idea, I find that it is really very interesting and very pragmatic solution to solve this problem. So that's why our slogan like gratify without sacrifice, mm-hmm. that we can still gratify our, you know, Desire preference meat, and yeah. like like for, for meat without, you know, um, um, exploiting the environment um, yeah. that we're doing now. For you, you just mentioned that um, you turned re- vegan. Now, if you turned vegan because of the environmental impact and if you are now say if this comes along and and people are producing the cell based meat meat, would you would that be something that you would then eat because it's not having any detrimental effects on animals yeah you 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 raise it a very good point Uh, i think different people they choose their diet 
it, it, it could either be you know vegetarian, vegan, or just cutting out red meat for different like reasons. Flexitarian yeah, and for myself, uh, sustainability is one of the the main consideration. So I would say yes, definitely the the prototype that we produced in the laboratory, I ate it to make sure that it tastes good and the texture is right, etc. So definitely yes. Now the research, going back now to the scientific side of things, this is quite an amazing thing that here you are, you know, you've got these cells and you're producing this meat and. And I know that, for instance, if um, if anyone wants to look at the Facebook page, we are on Facebook Live, and also my Facebook page, there are a couple of pictures of some of the fish more that you mm -hmm. produced. Now, before we talk about that, let me just ask you, this is very time consuming and it takes time, it takes resources for you guys to do this through your research. How... At this point, how expensive is it to produce this kind of meat? So we're mm. talking fish more, which if you want to give a description of fish more, people will have an idea as to what it is that you produced. <laughs> okay, fish more is um, a delicacy in uh, uh, southern Chinese cuisine as well as a very important of uh, nutraceuticals in uh, traditional Chinese medicine. It, is, it can benefit uh, uh, wound healing and also skin health and joint health. And basically, this is, uh, this is the swim bread. Mm -hmm. of a particular uh, species of fish. Mm -hmm. So it is uh, full of collagen and also has some other uh, important protein. It is quite a fine food, isn't right. it? It's quite special, yeah. it's expensive food, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Itself is very expensive. Yeah. And at this point, uh, the cultivated uh, fish maw that we are producing costs around uh, uh, um, up to 2000 US dollar per kg. Right. And the reason being that is that, uh, is that uh, we are uh, most company in this arena are working, still working in the R&D stage and most of us are using uh, uh, medical technology. Mm -hmm. Most of them are borrowed from the regenerative medicine field. Yeah. So, uh, but I can see that um, now that we have a much more demand in the food industry, demand for all this raw material uh, from, uh, uh, that used to grow cells, so the uh, cost will be significantly reduced. Uh, we anticipate uh, to see a reduction uh, to from from 2000 to a few hundreds or even more yeah, than that. Over time, because I suppose we must stress here that, you know, Avant Meats is very much it is a it is research based at the moment. Yes. You are based in the scientific park and, yeah. and you are really looking into it. So like anything, it's almost like an evolutionary stage, isn't it? Where you start off and, and it's quite expensive and it takes right. time. But then hopefully your aim is that it's mm -hmm. going to um, take off and you can produce a lot more of it. Right. So what sort of things can you, this fish more you've done, mm -hmm. what is your aim in terms of trying to produce meat? Will you, get that beef steak out there or what else are you looking at? Okay, at Afa Meats, we are focusing on premium uh, um, marine protein. Okay. So fish maw is one of our products in a pipeline and we are also focusing on uh, fish fillet uh, from a variety of uh, different types of fish. So uh, our idea is to provide a, a, a clean and more sustainable uh, traceable source of uh, seafood to the mm -hmm. general public. And do you hope that that will also then be accessible to the general public at some point? Because mm -hmm. I suppose this whole thing is that the demand generally across the board is very high for meat. Mm -hmm. I mean, Carrie, is that something that uh, eventually you're not going to say just concentrate on very high-end stuff, mm -hmm. but just 
general everyday things that people can buy yeah definitely um the the cost reduction when we talk about the price if you if you say about whether it's more expensive high end or cheaper it you compare to certain things for example if we compare to Fishmore, for example, uh, at parity, it is quite easy to achieve because they are originally quite expensive. Mm-hmm. So the technology, whatever meat you made, is almost the same cost. So at the beginning, that's why we focus on more expensive conventional products so right. that we are at parity earlier. As the R&D become more mature and as we scale up, there will be economy of scale and everything that will drive down and optimization of the whole process. And we look to produce like fish fillet very at affordable price and a parity with other, you know, good quality fish fillet products out there. Mm. So that is definitely our, our it's plan. It's exciting area, yeah. isn't it? It's very exciting. So what kind of challenges have you both faced when since you started this company? Mm. What do you say has been the most difficult part of it all? Um, I think, well, gratefully, there are, have been a very major roadblock, um, like finger cross and very grateful for that. Um, at the beginning, we find that um, this is a very new technology, so it's not very sort of uh, a lot of awareness in this part of the world. Uh, for us doing biotech research, we need a laboratory to begin with, so we cannot just start out something in the kitchen at home. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, when we first approach, uh, uh, you know, Science Park related to our business plan and our R and D plan, it is basically something very novel, mm. and that was the, the beginning of 2019. And fortunately, with the IPO of Beyond, which is in the first quarter of this year. Mm-hmm. And then people around the world start realizing, okay, alternative protein is actually a technology everyone needs in the middle and the long term. Right. And it is also an area where we need to focus more resources on. It could also bring some return. So that, that helped us to, to get more awareness in this part of the world. So um, I think as it, that's why today here is very important that mm-hmm. we uh, Tell talk people, about this sure. and people getting more aware of what is it going and in return we'd like to hear feedback from the general public what do they like and what would they have questions about the whole thing so that we can improve in in the way that we are doing developing our product and so i think that is one of the her that is the one of the challenges, challenges yeah. yes and yeah. for you i mean you're in the lab you've yeah. got your white coat on mm-hmm. and you're doing all of this like are there days where you think, oh my goodness, this is so difficult? <laughs> like, how has it been? Yeah, from time to time. I mean, this is a totally new area yeah, in, absolutely. In, in the industry. Uh, but I think the most important thing is uh, is uh, people. I mean, uh, it's relatively hard to find uh, a good research uh, personnel. But fortunately, we have very good two uh, uh, additional scientists in our science well, great. R&D team. Mm-hmm. Great. So how, how big is your team? We have a total of five people, three of them are with the R&D team and two of them are on the administration. Okay, mm-hmm. so are we, um, this is kind of exclusive on the radio yeah. now, you see, are we kind of at any breakthrough stage here where there's something going on that you can give us a little taster of at the moment? Is there something that you're working on at the moment? Yeah, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Since we completed our pilot product like the Fishmore um, product in the Food Future Summit in October, that is our first prototype, we are working on the fish fillet prototype, which is more complex, which is the actual, the future product we're working on, the fish fillet prototype. Mm-hmm. We look to have it ready in 2020, late 2020. Oh, wow. And then okay. in terms of the cost reduction, um, we are confident that we will do mm-hmm. a pretty significant drop in the production cost um, within 2020. Okay. So um, we'll, we'll come back with good, more news. Good, yes, yes, you can. Now, <laughs> let me just ask you, uh, before we, we wind up, is there... Um, 
you know, is it really hard to say get to people and get them to understand this? And because, you know, at the end of the day, we're meat eaters, we want to see the meat in front of us, mm. we want to eat it now. And if you <laughs> tell them, if you tell people this is all cell based meat, uh, you know, it's produced in a lab, do they get a little bit funny about it and think, no, I don't want to try that? Did you get that reaction from? Um, we actually do some uh, interview with chat with people. I think at the moment it's a bit half half, especially in China, um, because we realize the the benefit of it so much because we can guarantee the food safety, no heavy metal, no microplastic, you know, no overfishing of the ocean, and uh, people are, are very motivated to support this and also benefit, you know, the health benefit from it. So about half half the people we speak with, they're very open minded to trying that, mm -hmm. and so. We are pretty optimistic Good. that when we're having some more product, we have got people to try it. Okay. Well, I always ask my guests this: like, um, if I was going to ask you if you could both make one wish to help you along your way in this wonderful journey that you have, what would that wish be? Well, I wish I could start earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you'd worked on it as soon as you got out of university or something. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you'd like to go back and have more time to. Right. All right. Yeah. And how about you, Carrie? And I look forward to having people, um, you know, really open to trying this when we when we launch it. And I totally agree that we. I wish I could have started earlier uh, okay. at the same time as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, we look forward to getting an update from you at some point. Kerry and Dr. Mario, thank you very much for thank coming you so into much the studio. For having us. And um, this is all on Facebook Live, so you can see it again. But I wish you luck, and then maybe the next time you come in, we can try things out. Yes, definitely. <laughs> thank you.